Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. Everybody, I'm your host, Rick Shields, episode 204. Guy, you're back. It's been a minute. It feels has. like it's actually been a long time. It has been a long time. Nice to be back. Since you were last on the podcast, yeah. Europe have won the Ryder Cup. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about this. Did you watch it? <laughs> you didn't watch any of it. Um, and then that's pretty much it. Right, that's a great podcast. We'll see you next week for episode 205. What a pathetic. There's people sat in the car now who've waited all week for this podcast. They've sat literally at the phone looking at notifications. Nothing's come through. Nothing's come through. Finally, it's landed. It's here. The 204th episode of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. And that is what you give them. Yeah. Feel a bit flat today at the yeah. moment. Yeah. I've, I've had no, I've had a coffee actually, weirdly. But I'm no steroids. Of, I'm off energy drinks. Quit the steads. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've, I, you know what? I think the last two weeks have really taken out of me. Oh, it's hard. It is hard, isn't it? Going to the Ryder Cup and chilling in hospital. You were the prawn sandwich brigade you were. I saw your stories up in the ivory tower looking down on everybody. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You know what we couldn't do, though? Not a real experience. That, that was it? really annoying. What? Couldn't take glass on the balcony. Oh, no. I know. I was a bit frustrated about that. Every time you wanted to nip out on the balcony, you'd have to put take your glass of champagne or, yeah. you know... Vodka, sour, weirdly drinking, or beverage, yeah. whichever it, it was, and put it in a plastic. Oh, were you cup. clicking the staff as well? <laughs> Kicking them another drink. More, more. No, with a big I, massive cigar. Of course, I wasn't. Of course, I wasn't. You were trying to, were you trying to poach any uh, big names for ten shot challenges. I was poaching like you couldn't like, like a, a poached egg. <laughs> I, was say, <laughs> I was definitely having conversations with certain people about getting certain pros onto the channel for ten shot challenges. So wow. I was doing my best, utmost best. But either way, the radical was phenomenal. Um, it was no, it really was. I loved it. Are you converted? Yeah. You know what, right? I had a good thing about this. I've before, somewhat in jest and somewhat with a bit of seriousness, said that the Ryder Cup's overrated. I must admit, I changed my mind big time on the fact that whilst the Ryder Cup was on, I was absolutely engrossed. And for that couple of hours on the final day in particular, I was converted. It's the biggest and the best golf tournament in the world. And what I was really kind of proud wow. of, no, and what I was really proud of. That's really brave of you. Thank you. <laughs> I've had a kind of prime, so I'm, I'm feeling a bit loose. Um, what I was really proud of, and I, I use the word proud as a golf fan, how much publicity it was getting. And even at one point on the Sky Sports app, it was just Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup. 
And I loved how I had mates texting me who aren't big golfers watching it. So all that was brilliant. The only then thing about the Ryder Cup that is a little bit like, uh, is after like three days, it's been and gone. And it kind of feels like that storyline just goes again. Whereas like if a football team wins the Premier League or the Champions League, whatever it might be, feels like it gets spoken about for so much longer. But because there's only ever two winners, it's obviously Europe or, or USA, it quite quickly boils over. Mm. I don't know. However, I also must must plug this. I listened to, I don't know if you have done or not, Max Homer on No Lane Up's podcast. No, is it good? It was honestly brilliant. I think Max Homer came out of the whole thing. He's as, a as, legend. As the most likable USA player right now. Yeah, absolutely. And he was absolutely adamant the whole hat gate and the hat story was absolute nonsense that there was no, um, there was no issue around that, that the guys were all friends. There's obviously some guys who are closer than others and that Xander and Cantley are very close, but there's no, um, animosity. Yeah. Between and, and, and all this stuff about getting paid was apparently nonsense. And, and he, he came across really, really well. We've obviously spent a bit of time with him with things that you've done with him. And, and he, he, I was already a fan, but I'd, I'd say I'm even, bigger of a fan now and, and he took that energy from the thing where Brooks said about um, who would want that ball in that moment he took that as motivation he said he, he looked at himself almost in the mirror and was like am I that guy so when he had that put to, to beat um, Matt Fitzpatrick and keep the kind of hopes alive somewhat, to not lose the Ryder exactly, Cup exactly he said that he's like right I've got to be the guy that wants the ball so it was insightful I'll tell you what you know what really opened my eyes and, and the Ryder Cup again showed that. And we're, obviously Ryder Cup's a couple of weeks old now. We're not going to kind of keep talking about it, but obviously the first time me and Guy have spoke about it on, on the podcast is when Dave Sampson came in a few weeks ago, the course architect, which by the way, I was incredibly proud of for the whole Ryder Cup. Yeah. Like I felt like because we really got to know him over the last few weeks and months, like I felt nervous for mm. him. Like, I really wanted the Ryder Cup and Marco Simone to do well because of him. He mm. mentioned the podcast a few weeks ago that, the Ryder Cup is the third biggest sports event in the world. Yeah. And didn't it prove it? It absolutely like, did. It really is. It captivates every single corner of the globe. Even though, weirdly, it's USA versus Europe. I'm sure, I'm pretty confident that Australian fans are glued to it. I'm pretty confident that Asian fans are glued to it. Because it's 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 such an incredible event. Um, and then, like I say, coming off the back of it, I'm sure you experienced it as well, but I had loads of mates of mine who just not that into golf, kind of borderline sports fans who were messaging me just loving the Ryder Cup. And instantly, like, it just... Put, it gets put into so many people's uh, front front living rooms on TV on the news. Like my wife, obviously, I was at the Ryder Cup. My wife was at home. She was saying, "Oh, the clips on on the news looked incredible." Mm -hmm. You don't get that from any other golf event. Do you think there's something about and fitting? I'm going to talk about Rome and and and, and the Colosseum, etc. There's something quite in our nature, in our DNA, rightly or wrongly, quite animalistic about like combat and fighting isn't there and it, and it, it, it not that fighting's a good thing clearly but like even i think we see that in boxing and mma and, and people want to see who's going to win in one-on-one -on -one combat now obviously golf and certainly the Ryder cup is not one-on-one -on -one combat it, it could have been a well, few it could times have been. rory had a good go but that kind of in that like certainly that amphitheater that they create there and that 1v1 on the sunday there's something in it, but it's so it is so exciting that this quite simple. One guy's hitting a white little golf ball to a hole, the other guy's trying to do it in less shots. Whoever wins wins the match, and they've got the country or the continent's weight on the shoulders. It is simple, but yet so exciting. And I think that's what you don't really get with four days of stroke play on a Thursday afternoon in a in a in a wet, you know, whether it be Scotland or wherever it could be. It's not quite as 
I don't know. It's not quite as exciting, is it? No, I mean, to be honest, I remember again, Celtic Manor back in 2010 when it was, was wet and horrible and cold. It, the, the the golf, the, that combat, one versus one, two versus two, whatever it may be, still shines through regards of the weather. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was an amazing event. I honestly absolutely loved it. I genuinely like, I'm desperate for 2025 to come around at Beth Page. Um, I, I will be going. That's my kind of commitment to mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> I think it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be so much more ruckus. When you talk about combat and fighting, I I'm worried about uh, the 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 tension of it all because I feel like this year really sparked the fuse. This kind of new wave of players, and they've just literally sparked the fuse. And it's almost like a ticking time bomb now for two years, all the way to the Ryder Cup in 2025. I would love to see you attend the Ryder Cup next time in America as a Ryder Cup ultra. So go in a Stone Island jacket. <laughs> Start maybe going to the gym a little bit, get a few tattoos and turn up with the boys, with the firm. I like it. Yeah. I'm all over it. Really cause some drama. Me and the, uh, me and the guardians of the, uh, what they call Did you meet now? those guys? Yeah. Guardians of the cup. Yeah. What, what they're really like? nice. Yeah. Really, really nice actually. Yeah. Um, it, they were sat on the, on the first day, they were sat right behind me about three or four rows back. And, uh, one of them shouted, Rick, Rick. And I was turning around and they were like, they were like give, about, let's say seven of them or whatever, three or four of them with their chatting really nice. And the other guys, I'm not sure how big a golf fans they are, whether they're more just kind of... Just pure banter men. Just more, yeah, about the dressing up and uh, singing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be honest though. I'm, I'm all for going to the Ryder Cup and having a good time. Never been to one. I need to go to one. It looks amazing. And and y- you've told me it was amazing. I don't quite get the You'll middle get age. No, but grow, dressing up. No, I don't think I would. I want, I want the Fridays of Ryder Cup to be fancy, fancy dress Fridays. For that reason, I'm out. No, I think it would be absolutely bonkers. No, I don't like fancy dress. You don't have to. You can just go as you from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when it was prime school. And it was a world book day. It's like I don't want to dress up, Mum. Right, well, go as James from James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> go in your own clothes. What have you come as? Uh, James and the James and the Giant Peach. Book. I, I used to go as like the Match Magazine. Yeah, like just in my football kit. kit. I've come as Michael Owen. <laughs> alone of all the people um yeah so it, it, awesome awesome event but yeah like i say it feels like it's gone it's been been and gone been now and gone. old news it is old news but not a lot has happened in the golfing world since really the only thing that came out last night i don't know if you saw it on instagram he's back tiger woods he is back there was clips of him at his foundation day like a junior golf foundation day invitational he was hitting golf shots in footjoy shoes again. How I right, I understand. <laughs> there's a story behind Tiger Woods wearing footjoys because they apparently helped him because they were flatter or something. How have Nike not developed a, a shoe in the last eighteen months or so that he can wear? Are they bothered if they've got the swoop on his on his? But actually, he didn't even have a he didn't even have a Nike cap on. He had a Raiders hat on. Wow. They must be. Yeah, but even even so, like. How can they not do that? How can they not just go, right, we'll just make an absolute carbon copy of a foot joy and we'll put a swoosh on the side just so we can wear them at least? Yeah, to some degree. I reckon I reckon they've probably done some market research and they've gone out to, I don't know, 10,000 people. What shoes the Tiger Woods currently wear? And 90, 
eight percent of them will say Nikes because that's what they presume he's wearing. Well, I, yeah. I don't. I still don't think the mass markets even realise that he's wearing foot drawers. Obviously, as golf geeks, we do. Um, but he was there. He was hitting golf shots, albeit wedges. Currently, his upper body looks massive. and get like so strong. His lower body does look kind of very fragile and, and um, slim at the moment. So it needs to pull that out. But there's rumours that he's hitting shots. You know, obviously the um, parent and son or parent-daughter event typically happens in December time in, in Orlando. It'd be interesting to see if he's teeing it back up there with Charlie. Why is it parent-daughter event? Parent-son, parent-daughter. Oh, Don't well, say both then. Yeah, sorry. You said parent-son and I thought you corrected yourself to say parent-daughter. No, I'm sorry. Right, parent-child like, parent event. Parent-child yeah, event. Yeah. Coming, up, coming up very soon in December. It'll be interesting to see what happens there, whether he's teeing it back up with Charlie. It'll be, like I say, it's a bit of an exhibition event, but... Something still gives me goosebumps, Guy. I know we spoke about it recently. And, and yes, he wasn't missed at the Ryder Cup this year. He wasn't. He's never really been a real hardcore Ryder Cup mm -hmm. player. But for me, when I, when, I, when I see him and it's like, oh, I do get goosebumps. I, I do, want, I do, do, do want to see him back. Absolutely, and as do I. I want to see him come back. I'd love to see him win again. I'd love to see him win another major again. I think most people would. That'll be a dream come true. But what I don't want to see is him come back and 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 be in pain again and be injured and, and miss cuts because that's not how you want. Not that it would tarnish his legacy. His legacy's there regardless. But I don't know if he did come back and say, you know what, I can't do it anymore. I am going to hang up my clubs at the Masters or an Open Championship or something. I'd actually be a lot more ready for it now than I ever thought it would be. Yeah, I dreaded the day and I still don't look forward to the day. But it's almost I'm an, okay with it. It's inevitability now. An mm. inevitability. inevitability. It's inevitable. You're, you almost had it then. Inevitability? Yeah. It's actually a word though, yeah. is it? Well, if not, I've just made one up. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> and, uh, my, my daughter, bless her, the other day was doing some some spelling and she came up with a word that was like, boardingly, like boardingly, right? Yeah. And I said to Claire, I said, oh, I said, look at this word that she's come up with, boardingly. Like, what's she on about? And she looked at me and went, are you actually joking? She went, you come up with made up names all the bloody time. Yeah. He said, not not only on the podcast, because yeah. she knows my rickisms on the podcast. I heard you just damp, in, damp squid the other day. Is that what that, it is? No, it's damp squib. No, it's not. It is. A damp, because squids are damp anyway, aren't they? A, a damp squib is the... What's a squib? Apparently a squib is something you used to use to light <laughs> a, a, a explosives back in the day or something. So if it was damp, it wouldn't light. So that was why it's a damp squib, not a damp squid. Wow. I say a lot. You do say I a lot. I say a lot of different wrong You do that, and I also think one thing you do do, and this is quite common, if you hear a new word, a buzzword, you like to then use it if you like it. Like, otherwise, it doesn't become a buzzword. Correct. <laughs> you like the buzzwords? <laughs> Hit me with a buzzword that you like. Oh, I don't know. I think you like saying the golf space. I think you heard that. Are? Yeah, you say that a lot. Maybe not on the podcast. Within the golf space? Yeah. I do said it then, perfectly, like exactly how you always say it. <laughs> I don't actually know. Maybe I do. I don't know. But yeah, no, the only reason I saw the podcast <laughs> last week with Sophie Walker and there's a lot of comments about damp squid. Squid. Damp squib. Squid. I thought it was damp squid. Yeah. It's not damp squid. Squid. <laughs> it's squib. Squib. That doesn't make any sense. It does. Because what would a damp squid mean? Because <laughs> that's actually I was damp fish. Well, that's not, is that a bad thing? <laughs> I'm look. Let, me get, let me get there. I'm gonna go on YouTube now while we're doing this. I wanna see. So I'm gonna go on the podcast channel. Um and if you're one of those people last week who called Rick out for his Rickism, feel free to do it more and more. It's um Oh it is. We like to be corrected when we're wrong, which is is quite 
often. So if I'm going to search <laughs> for <laughs> damp squid. Oh my God, I got so many wrong. Is that, is that because you hear them wrong? <laughs> you, know what I'm really, you know what I'm really good at? No, because I don't really pay attention. You're, um, you're, on, you're on the phone to somebody. Yeah. And it's like, so what's, what's your surname? Oh, so it's Shields. How's that spelled? Um, S for sock. S for sex. <laughs> H for helicopter. <laughs> I for igloo. Um, I think it is I for igloo, is it not? No, indigo, isn't it? All right. Oh, right. <laughs> Rick's like, shop, house, igloo, elephant, lilo, <laughs> and then squid. sugar. Is it sugar? Is squid. It, 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 <laughs> squid. Yeah, there's lots of comments about damp squid. Um, okay. People Never say some mind. classic Rickisms in this one. Um, people, yeah. this is what people listen for, Rickisms. So yeah, anyway, um, Tiger's back and who knows if it's going to be success. Or a damp squid. Or a damp squid. Yeah. One of the two. Um, I'm also back. I <laughs> played golf yesterday, which I want to come on to. Um, let's not ask how, I'll tell you how I played. Absolutely <laughs> horrendous. Really? Yeah. Why? And Why? Because I'm not very good at golf. I finally realised. So yesterday I played in an amazing event, which I, want to, I just want to come on to and shed some light on because it's for a really good cause. You were obviously invited, you know that, but just for the audience. Rick was invited as well. Couldn't make it because you had other plans. You were away in Germany, which we might touch on as well. Uh, and you had the Ryder Cup. So another day out from the family was not really feasible for you. I, however, could go. And it was James Madison, who is a footballer for Tottenham Hotspur and for England, had his uh, Madison Invitational Golf Day. Um, James watches a lot of the videos, which is great. He loves great. the videos. Um, so we got in touch. I was like, do you and Rick want to come down to this event? I was like, well, Rick can't make it. I'd love to come if the invite's still uh I don't know if I was kind of your plus one. Is like, nope, you're absolutely still invited. <laughs> Um, so it was great. And it was at the Shire, a place we've been to before yeah, many yeah. a time. Um, and it was to raise money for a little girl who very tragically passed away in 2019 called Sophie Taylor. Um, she was only five years old. She oh. had cancer and she was a big fan of James. I think when he was at Norwich or Leicester or maybe, well, both, I'm sure. I don't know where it stemmed from. And her family became very close to James and he's done a lot to, to raise money for her charity, which is called Sophie Sparkle Fund. Um, and the golf day was essentially an aid of raising money for this charity to, to go on and help to find, you know, ho hopefully cures for, for cancer and, and help more children now. And it was quite heartbreaking. You know, Sophie's family were there and they gave a speech at the end of the day and it was really kind of uh, heartwarming and, and, and sad really, but it was great to be a part of the day. And just, I mean, we've asked before, obviously Rick's done some amazing stuff for charity beforehand uh, many a time and we've asked for people to donate and, and thankfully so many of this amazing listeners and viewers of the channel do donate and obviously times are tough economically for a lot of people but if you would like to donate anything for the charity uh, we'll leave a, a link in the description of the podcast and maybe as a pinned comment on youtube and even if it's just two quid pint you know what want to buy us a pint for the podcast we don't charge for the podcast obviously if you want to give us what would be it cost a pint and, and and donate we'd massively appreciate that um but anyway it was an amazing day there was some um really big names there um michael mcintyre the comedian played 
<clears throat> he also I fell into the water. I didn't even know he played golf. I don't know how long he's been playing okay, golf. Quite he, new. he fell into water. He hit a shot kind of where it wasn't really in the water, but his kind of feet kind of were. And then he hit it, kind of slipped a little bit and then completely fell into water. Of course he did. Comedy gold. It was unique. Stephen Graham was there. Nice. A very, very well-known actor. And then there's just loads of people from the world of football. You obviously had James Madison, clearly. You had Harry Maguire, Jordan Pickford. John Terry was there. Jamie Redknapp, Peter Crouch. Um, who else was there? There was, there was Jermaine Janus was, Janus was there. Jack Wiltshire. Uh, Jack played Wiltshire. With? I played with Jack Wiltshire. He was a great guy watching the videos. Uh, Mason Mount was there. He came up to me watching the videos. So many of these people watched the videos, which was great to see. Um, it was a four-man team. Yeah. Stableford. Best two scores from four. Okay. okay. It's a nice format. Nice format. Friendly format. I was with me and Jack Wilshire, and I was with a guy called Max and a guy called Charlie. And I think I was off four, which I put down on my handicap. I don't, I have to come to the terms of the fact now. I don't think it's four. Really. It is. I don't know. It, it can is be, four. Um, she won a good day. Like, that's correct, the whole thing. but I don't have many good days. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, I think Jack was off 16, Charlie's off 12, and then the other guy, Max, off 18. So I thought on paper, we've got a great level of handicaps here because we're getting good amount of shots, but there's going to be a few little bandits and some good holes. There wasn't many good holes. And there was a rule that I absolutely loved where if you lose a ball out of bounds or anything, you just laterally drop it with only one shot penalty. Perfect. So it was like quite quick. Let's get the pace of play up, etc. We also had a digital scoring system. So at the end of the hole, um, one of Jack's mates walked around with it. Well, I got in the buggy with us. He was putting the scores in. After 14 holes, I was playing horrendous. I found out that only was there a team scoreboard. There was an individual scoreboard. There was 18 teams and four people in the teams, right? So Shotgun starter, everyone no, off the first. No, actually, wasn't everyone off the first, bizarrely. So there was 72 people playing, if my maths is correct. After 14 holes, like, coming 60-something, I was like, oh, my word. Like, this is embarrassing. I thought, nobody will look, though. Nobody be bothered. So, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, carried on playing. Got to, I think it was the 16th hole, and I'm looking over and obviously I'm quite starstruck a lot of, you know, and big names are there and I feel a bit out of place, but everyone was really nice. Everyone was lovely. I didn't quite have the money to flex that the guys do at the auction, et cetera, but I was there. Next thing I'm looking, Harry Maguire and Jordan Pickford are there. And I think it was Harry Maguire's brother as well. So I kind of, oh, that's quite cool. You know, England footballer, Man United captain, isn't he? He was. Was. Shouts over, guy. Oh, this is weird. All right, mate. So I walked over, kind of handshakes, you know, I'm trying to play it cool. You're not playing very well, are you? It's like, oh, no. It's like, no, I'm not. But we're looking for you on the scoreboard. I'm oh, like, literally at this point, no. I'm like, right near the bottom. I'm like, oh, yeah, not, not my day. So anyway, kind of had a bit of thing. Walked, felt quite good about myself. You know, these guys watched the videos. They were very complimentary about the videos, asking where you were, etc. Gets the next tier. I don't know if they were looking or not, but they could still kind of see us. I topped it into a water hazard. And that was how my day went. Lost golf balls after lost golf balls after lost golf balls. Um, but it was fun. The greens were insanely fast. So you, right, you represented the brand how we should represent the brand. Horrendous goal. And exactly. I felt a level of pressure. These footballers have, have absolutely gone on to win things, at, you know, super high level or whatever. They've played for the country. Michael McIntyre's there, one of the UK's biggest comedians. I'm there as a guy sometimes featured on your YouTube videos, Rick's mate. At least my thing is golf. So there's some level of pressure and I was just absolutely rubbish. Oh, but no. it was a very good day. And at the end of the day, there was um, a raffle and there was um, auctions and stuff. And at that point, it was my time to leave because I didn't really want to start trying to get involved. It's a good job, in, I, it's a good job. Yeah. I wasn't if after you a few were there, days. Well, if I was the, the thing is the difference. If you were there, 
with I could have been like on the business card, right? We'll have that. <laughs> Mo Salah shirt, we'll have it. Bring it. But instead, I was very reserved. I had the excuse of, oh, I've got to go home now. It's a three hour drive home. So about seven o'clock I left. But it was a great day. It was great to see some of these guys. Was it a late one, do you reckon? For them, yeah. Was it was it? getting messy. It was, yeah, it was messy. Um, but there was some some friends of the channel were there. So Dan Grieve was there, the short nice. game coach. He was there. Uh, Ollie Phelps from Harry Potter that's been on the channel yeah. was there. So chatting to Ollie quite a bit. Gaz from Geordie Shaw was there doing some good stuff on YouTube as well. Tubes and Ange were there. So it was really cool. And it was like the most important thing of the day. Uh, it was great to, to, to raise money and awareness for, for Sophie Sparkle Fund. And it was also really good to see how much golf is changing yeah, and golf is becoming really cooler. Has. It does have Premier League footballers at the prime the career who are playing golf and loving golf and loving golf more than football sometimes as well do. i actually reckon they do I, i've spent a bit of time with with some of the cricket guys recently over in, in rome for the first time we went over to marco simone they, these guys love golf borderline more than they love their actual sport that they play professionally they paid a lot of money golf is becoming that big <laughs> It's crazy. Well, that's the thing. And we've said this before on the podcast, but, you know, we started playing a very, very similar time and golf was never cool. Tiger obviously started to help that. But even then on the, you know, without the social media and stuff back then, growing up, golf wasn't a cool sport to play and it was all about football or rugby or whatever. I think now if you are a young kid and you support Tottenham or you support England and, you, and you're on social media and looking at Madison, who's hosting a golf day and loving golf, and you're going to think, maybe I'll try that. If yeah, my granddad asked me to course. go to the range, then I won't. I won't shrug my shoulders and, and whinge. I'll go along and whack a golf ball. And Well, even, even just for argument's sake, like the Shire, I really like the Shire a lot. It's a very challenging golf course very design, designed by Seve Ballesteros. I think the only golf course he designed in England, the last hole is a huge S-shaped pond around the 18th green, which is amazing. Kerry, a good friend of mine, owns the venue who I ran the London Marathon, London Marathon for last year because unfortunately he lost his little boy to, to cancer. And yeah. obviously I'm guessing there would have been some connection there with with Sophie's charity as well, um, which I, I'm actually running the marathon again next year. <laughs> You're it's, a madman. It's 200 days away. It's Kerry weirdly texted me today. Um, but what I like about that place is like, it's very relaxed. I'm sure there was music playing. Oh, yeah. Like dress code is very relaxed. And going back to that point of young lads or young girls going, oh, it's a fancy bit of golf. And they go, no way, the Shire. That's where James had his golf day. Maybe mm. I could see him. Like, And suddenly they go down to the driving range and whack some balls yeah. with the idea that they might stumble across one of their favourite footballers, etc. Um, But yeah, it is becoming so, so much cooler. It really is. Um, as you mentioned, as you were doing that, thanks for going, for representing the brand and doing what I'm proud of you doing. Thank you. Coming almost dead last. Yes. Which I would have done the same. You would have probably beat me. Would you say I was there as the face of the brand? Is that, what you, is that what you just said a minute ago? Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Can I explain to my fuel, please? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Rick, I did buy that most solid shirt. 400 pounds, uh, 400 miles it was. Yeah, call it 400 quid. Call it 400 quid of a quit. Pay me to go to a charity golf day with footballers, Rick. Come on. Wow. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that off air. Um, <laughs> the, um, I was, unfortunately, I couldn't go to that day. I was gutted because I was watching, I was, I was following it quite closely on Instagram and thinking I'd love to have been there. Cause for me, like meeting people like Michael McIntyre, yeah. like Ma honestly, I've watched Michael McIntyre for years. He's one of the, honestly the funniest people on the planet. And to see him in that setting playing golf would have been hilarious. I'd, yeah. love, I'd love to be in his group, but like I say, all the footballs and stuff as well. Um, but the, um, I couldn't go unfortunately, like I said, because I, last week I was off in, I was in Germany. The yes. first time playing golf ever in Germany. 
And what a bloody experience. Was it good? Honestly, there was this venue. I'd love to take you to it. Okay. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just me and you. Oost, uh, I'm going to get the pronunciation wrong here, though. Oostbergehof Golf Club. Come on, so is, your mic, is your mic on, Matt? No. Give us the, give us the first bit. Oostbergehof. Yeah. Oostbergehof. <laughs> <laughs> this was a golf club. Two, two golf courses there. The old course, funny enough, and the west course. Beautiful hotel, spa, practice ground was out of this world. And I'm not sure. Did you see this, Matt? I'm not sure if there might have been some sort of connection with Martin Keimer. He's German. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if he might have practiced there, played there or something, because on the, one of the ball markers that I got give, given as a gift, it had kind of the name of the golf course and this and other. It's had Martin Kattner on the bottom. So anyway, it was an amazing event. Um, I went over there for the Mercedes Trophy World Final. Um, got to go and to see the Mercedes um, factory, yeah. which is ridiculous. Got to go and see the Mercedes Museum. We did a podcast with Seb Carmichael Brown, which will be coming to the channel soon. Um and also got to do a break 75, first time ever playing golf in Germany. How did it go? Give me some little hints, tips. I'm going to give you a couple of hints and tips. I don't know if I struck the ball better for a very, very long time. Wow. There's a few videos, everybody, coming out in the next few weeks, which I cannot wait to go out. <laughs> and I think you guys watching are going to really, really enjoy. There is light at the end of the tunnel. It's been a long tunnel. It's been a bloody dark times, everybody. And the light's small. It's it, candle. It, it's there, it's though. There. It's absolutely light. It's there. It's absolutely it's there. light. Somewhere down that dark tunnel, there is a little shining light. And there's a couple of videos coming out soon. Me versus Grant to the match coming out next week. You're going to want to watch every single second of every single bit of that video. And then Break 75 with Seb at Karma uh, uh, in Germany. Seb played really well as well. Um, but give you a little sparkle, okay? Mm -hmm. A little hint. I struck it magnificently. I think you're going to say put it bad? I made the stupidest double bogey in the world on the first. <sighs> but after that, in fact, after the first four holes, just if you're going to watch the break 75 in Germany, watch the first four holes going, oh, it's classic Ricky Shields, yeah. chopping it up, playing crap. And then from the fifth, strap yourself in. you just watch. Just put your seat back you on. just watch because there is, there is some bloody good golf played. There, I'll put a little last tip. One. There's a ridiculous amount of birdie sauce. Oof. There's almost as much birdie sauce than you'd see in a scramble video. Wow. That's how much birdie sauce there is. Well, speaking of birdie sauce and scramble videos and you playing well, you kind of alluded to it then. This week, we have got a busy week of content coming out. So we've got, I think today, which will actually be yesterday when people listen to this, we have got quite a different video for the channel. Again, people might have seen it by now, the unboxing video. So you had, you have lots and lots of golf clubs getting sent to us all the time, many of which we haven't unboxed and had the time to do all the videos. So we went a bit crazy in the hit studio. <laughs> you got, it was like Santa emptied his sack in the studio. Um, people, children listen to this trick, so hold, hold that there. Um, and you had a look what was in his side, his sack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? That's, and reviewed, no, no, I want to say reviewed, but I had a bit of a play, hit a yeah. few clubs, talked about a few bits. It was fun. Yeah, a really good video where it was kind of like, it was almost mystery boxes. Yeah. Like I didn't really even know what was in them. And to be able to kind of 
find the few little nuggets, which actually we might turn into bigger, fuller reviews. Some for the main there channel. There was one club. Some for the hit channel. Um, so that's really cool. On Wednesday, we have got a match. That was break 60. Oh yeah, break 60, where it's you, me and Grant at the Belfry, one of the hardest golf courses in the world. How could the three of us gel together to play some really cool Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Good golf. That and was actually, really fun. There was a lot of really good golf in there. There was. I think those videos are so fun because you're seeing a great golf course. It was in great condition and the vibes were good. So that's a good one to come. And then is it Friday? I then believe it's it's the fun stops and the, the, the rivalry starts. Is that Friday? Let me double check. I don't, I don't think it is. Added. Okay, let me double check. We've got three videos What's coming out this week. Is it Friday? No, uh, Friday is the... Grant versus... Oh, Grant versus James Robinson. That's even... Not more exciting, Rick, but exciting. Yeah. So... So James Robinson, friend of ours, who's ex-Total Pro, played in the Open Championship. You'd be Team James, I'd be Team Grant, and I'll big, big him up. He is one of the best ball strikers in the world. And his, and his channel average views are astronomical. Mm. Like, he's been on... He's probably been on maybe 10 videos, let's call it. Pretty much, he doesn't miss. Every, almost every video that James has been in is on over a million views. He doesn't now play on tour, unfortunately. Um, he he wanted to hang up his, his golf boots, so to speak. Golf spikes. shoes. Spikes. Glove. 
I was going to do like a real stupid Rickism again. What were <laughs> like, you to say? Like, I don't know, just like hang up his tease or something. Oh, um, anyway, he now is a teaching professional. Um, he's doing really well at St. Anne's Old Links. But James, every now and again, we, we pull him out of that teaching studio and his silky, smooth, incredible technique is just flawless in every capacity. In fact, I think recently since he's he's been on more videos, I, I do think he's sneaky practice. He's got a lot longer as well. He's got longer. He is definitely hitting the golf ball further. And so we thought it'd be a good matchup. Him versus Mr. My Grant. man, Grant Horvat, part of Team GG, Grant and Guy. He's my partner. I, mean, I think he's left good, good. Hey, he's in Guy's group now. <laughs> and um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. James is a great golfer. On Friday at 4pm, it gets settled. Can your guy, James Robinson, beat my guy, Grant Horvat? Arguably, if not definitely, one of the best golf swings on YouTube. It's elegant. He's tall, he's slender, sneaky long, gets ball speed. The way he smiles is enough for me. He's got these big white pearly teeth. He's a smiling assassin. He's got he's got the look of a a real tour pro. He's a, he's a, he's elite. He's a scratch golfer. He can play golf under pressure with cameras. He's used to it. He's been on some of the biggest videos in the world. He obviously was a member of Good Good. He took the plunge and he went on his own. Um, he's a tailor made athlete. He is. Um, I'm running out of things to say now, but it's a great match. It's a very very. Very good match. So that's at, coming out on Friday at, at Wallasey. Yes. So stay tuned for that. It's kind of one where I host and kind of, just kind of present almost, but the action really is between Grant and James. And then next week, the week after, not next week, not the week after next week, but next week, it's Grant versus, or Rick versus Grant. I believe that's going to be on a Friday the 20th. If that's not the biggest video of 2023, I will eat my hat. Will you? Yes. You know that's not, it's not, it's eat my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Eating your hat, what does that even mean? Eat my cat. <laughs> <laughs> How could someone eat oh, a hat? Oh God. You are busting my bats. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what. <laughs> busting my holes. Um, oh. Either way, yes, that is epic, epic, epic content coming up left, right, and centre. But before some of that content, in fact, after some of that content, but before some of that content, doesn't make sense. But this Friday, this Friday, Friday the 13th of October, is the live podcast. I'm excited. 250 people are going to come to the Marriott Worsley Park for the live podcast. Obviously, many of you can't come, clearly. Um, we're not going to record it this time. It's a bit more impromptu. It's mm, a bit more like of a sit-down. You might have a couple of shandies. I'm actually off drinking. Okay. Yeah. Just loads of cigs then. <laughs> I'm actually... Six vapes. A vape in each hand? No, I don't vape. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm, I'm going clean for a little bit. Nice. How so? When you say you don't drink, you didn't obviously drink in Germany. No, yeah, I did drink. Oh, in Germany. okay. After Germany. Oh, okay. So then, did it start today or did it start yesterday? Because yesterday was Sunday, first day back at the house. I didn't family. have a drink. I didn't have a drink Saturday or Sunday. Wow. So from Saturday, the seventh of October, mm -hmm. I am now um, B total. <laughs> 
a recovering alcoholic. Um, I'm going to have a period of time of, of no drinking, getting health up. Because we've got, I've got a few big, 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 big matches and videos coming in November and December. I want to be so unbelievably tuned in for yep. that it starts now. So, okay, so you won't be drinking at the live podcast. I'll believe that when I see it. But anyway, that's on Friday. If you are coming, we can't wait to see you there. It open, It starts at seven o'clock, probably gone for an hour and a half or so. Very chilled out vibe. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, and you can buy excited. me a pint after. Yeah, of water. <laughs> that's cheap anyway, isn't it? <laughs> the, uh, I want to call, see how many, oh, why don't you see how many uh, pints of cordial you can have? Um, what's, uh, what's happening? Is, is the golf day full? So, um, that's a good question. Let me just double check. Yeah, there so is a golf. You, you Marriott, talk- Marriott Worsley Park, nice, very kindly decided to organise a golf day for uh, spectators and, to be what? honest, non-spectators of the podcast, the live podcast happening on Friday. Which camera have you switched to here, Matt? Uh, but yeah, where are you going? Go to this one. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and they are putting on a golf day. There'll be some fun prizes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, There's there still is, spaces. There is still time to sign up. So if you are coming on Friday and you want to play the Marriott Worsley Park, the famous Marriott Worsley Park, link in the description. Or if you're not coming today. That's what I'm saying. If you're not coming today or you are coming today, whichever way it is, uh, there's a golf day happening on Friday. Get signed up and uh, enjoy the Beautiful benefits, the Marriott Worsley Park. So let me just give you a bit more detail about it. It is Friday, you're correct. It's a shotgun start at 11am. There's space for 92 players. It's individual Stableford, 95% of your handicap. There's prizes for first, second and third. There's nearest the pin on all the par threes. Longest drive in 18, the perfect long drive hole. It's £65 a person. Um, and that's a £10 donation to Rick's Chosen Charity, which is nice. Um, and you'll also get tea, coffee, and a bacon roll on arrival. So not bad considering you're getting a green fee, access to all those prizes, and some money going to charity, playing the Marriott Worsley Park. Um, so yeah, there you get go. Get involved, get involved. It's going to be a good day. Um, and then after that, I feel like it's a bit bit of a chill time. It's been so manic and crazy recently, but we've got a little bit more of a chilled October until it starts to go crazy again in November. And... We're going to also film, like like Guy mentioned before, some of the incredible, interesting clubs I found in that unboxing. We're going to get on the golf course and test a few of those as well. Mm. And as from Germany, and the game's trending as well, I think we need to go and film some new break 75s. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I've gone off them. I had. Oh, wow. Because I was shooting 95. But now, the, honestly, that, that tiny little light at the end of the tunnel, I can see it if I look really closely definitely definitely showing well glimpses. i've got a goal so the other day i went to center parks for a week which is why i wasn't in work mr podcast etc still bloody working at center parks on your phone getting mithered didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um no i didn't get mithered um and i just spent a lot of the time which was pleasant walking my, my baby daughter around in the pram getting to sleep um just fun but then when she did get to sleep i'd sit down somewhere put a podcast on watch youtube it was bliss and i decided to a little q a on instagram and I actually got quite a lot of questions i was quite surprised oh, about that. one of them was um i don't know if you saw the response but do you ever beat rick or how often does rick beat you or something and i thought you know what i won't respond with a silly answer i'll put something serious i'll put something like um, annoyingly i said rick wins most of the time but sometimes i have his number etc so i, I want to have i'm going to train and i want to put this to bed i want to have your actual match a okay. proper 18 holes match play. Marco Simone was a warm up. Yeah, blah, 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 whatever. 
this is going to be a serious match. I'm going to practice. You can do all your practicing and you're not drinking, etc. And whoever wins is the best golfer. And that's it. That is absolutely <laughs> okay. it. Whatever, yeah, okay. one set a date. Um, December. Okay. There's, I don't know the actual day in December, but December. <laughs> okay. And champion golfer of the year is crowned. And I actually want a crown as well. Because you say you you want you you want to get a crown for the eventual winner, which will be me. Um, and you want to do match play? I want to do match play, not stroke play, not stroke play. Why do you not want to do stroke play? Because I've got a massive blow up hole <laughs> in me. I will do stroke play if you're scared, but I, I well, think I'm match. Asking, I'm, it sounds like I'm, I'm just getting the impression that you're scared. That's, I'm, that's the vibe I'm getting. It might be hard to tell if you're listening. Maybe not as hard if you're watching. But I'm getting this energy that you're scared. Why are you sweating? I'm not sweating. Match play or stroke play? What do you want to do? I'm I'm very interested why you're pushing match play more. Because you know that I'll get a 12 on one hole, <laughs> in which case stroke plays are out of relevant. <laughs> what will happen is, if we do stroke play, I'll start off par, par, birdie, birdie, 12, <laughs> 8, 7. I actually, I actually think you'd start with a 12. Yeah, exactly. So, um, okay. It'll give me something to train for, and it'll give you something to I train for. I need that for. as well. And, you know, if... If you beat me, then that's fair enough. I'll shake your hand. If I beat you, oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be glorious. So that's it. So I just get a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> I get a handshake and you get glorious and all this. But, you, but the thing is, though, I can be at the range. You can. It's like a movie. You can imagine now it's raining and they're grinding. You've got this goal of beating you, beating you. That's what's giving me the energy. You can't let me win. If I win, I will take to the grave. I want. I'm gonna have a trophy, the <laughs> crown, maybe a tattoo. Maybe you have to get a tattoo. All these, be... all these RSs will turn into GCs. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's that's your motivation to carry. Not only are you playing with potentially some of these big big names we want to talk about just yet in November and December, you can lose to them. Whatever. If you lose to me, <sighs> and how many shots do you want? <laughs> I, I, honestly, the way my game's going at the moment, and I'm showing so much outrageous potential that, yeah, I, I, yeah, not okay. not a problem at all. Okay, I'm guessing it's gonna have to be links, or do we going away for it? Um, Dubai. Well, you already taking me to Germany, so we can do it there. Dubai, links. You, you, I'll let you pick. I, I've I've put them out. Match well, potentially out there. going Dubai in December. Okay. Oh, yeah, fine. Dubai. <laughs> I like it. Let's do it. Um, right then, before we wrap this up, we've got some questions from our wonderful Facebook audience. And also, before we come on to them, actually, I want to give a shout out and a thank you to everybody who has recently reviewed the podcast. We asked, uh, we don't ask a lot. We asked last couple of podcasts if people wanted to give us a rating on Apple and people did just that, which nice. is great to see. So if you've not thank done you that everybody. yet and you want to, feel free. We really appreciate it. Um, and that's your way of, 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 of paying for this podcast yeah. that we say is free a lot of the time. It's very, very, it's free. It's very, pay. very free. <laughs> We can't give it away, essentially, <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Um, so we'll Facebook, be paying you guys soon. Yeah, yeah, we would. Um, so we've had some questions on Facebook. If you're not a member of the Facebook group yet, please join us. Have we us. actually got over 100,000 now? Nearly, annoyingly, it's very How's close. How's it not actually got to 100,000 um, yet? It's on 99.8. You're joking. Um, so that need, means we need 200 people? I think so, yeah. Yeah. That I mean, seems it might like, even be less. It doesn't 100. seem like a lot. It's not. Groups. Less than 300. Oh, that's really, wow. Okay, very good. Get get involved in the in the Facebook group. Um, if you are in the Facebook group, you often be the first to know about things. Um, if you don't use Facebook, feel free to make a burner account and and join us. But anyway, we've had some great questions off um, the Facebook page. So 
Tom Golden, hi Tom, he has said, is it right for a club to charge a full men- full 12 month membership when the drainage is so bad it can't be played four months of the year? Ouch. I'm guessing he's talking about his own golf club because it feels like a bit of venom in that. Just a bit. Um, it's hard, isn't it? Mm. Because if they didn't charge 12 months, then the drainage would get worse. Correct. Like, if they only charge for six months, well then I'm pretty sure the drainage would probably only last for six months. Yeah. It's really hard. It's, it's unfortunately where we are in the UK, certain golf courses do get very, very wet. And we've had some horrendously wet weather last, this last week or so. Even you look at St. Andrews and the Dunhill Championship this weekend that got called, I think it's now been officially shortened to three days finishing today uh, when we're recording this podcast. Um, I, I, I don't know what the answer is, but is it fair? It's probably not. If they don't charge it, the course will probably shut down. Do you think though as well, he's almost answered his question in a sense, potentially, I'm guessing he still is a member of the golf club, hence why he's asking out this predicament. But when you actually just finally des- decide that something, whatever that something may be, is not value for money, you would leave it. So for example, the analogy I'm going to use, my gym, I won't name which gym it is. I don't go very often as you can probably tell, but when I do go, it's standards have slipped. The showers aren't as good. The food's not as good. The service isn't as good. Lots of things I'm not super impressed with. And I keep thinking about cancelling cost 60 quid a month. I want to cancel it, but I've not done because it's kind of like, well, well, I'm saying bad things about it. It can't be that bad or else I would have canceled it and moved to another gym. So I suppose that once it becomes that point, we say, no, I've had enough of this. I'm leaving. That's the point. So if he's not canceled it yet, he must still be prepared to pay it. Mm. You with me? I don't know. I totally get it. Um, Lewis Parks. What is the best freebie that Rick has ever received? Wow. Best freebie. Um, God, what could it? I, I for me, it would be a green fee at Augusta. Would must be your best freebie. Oh yeah, that was a pretty decent one. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> that Muni pitch and put. Uh, no, you know, obviously the invitation to play Augusta National was pretty incredible. Um, I, I'm very, 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 very fortunate. But is it? Are these things freebie freebies or are they earned? Oh. I feel like the road. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair, fair news. Um, There's nothing free in life. That's what I've learned. Yeah. That's for sure. Neil uh, Warsfold. And it's a good question, actually, this. Are driving ranges becoming slightly overpriced? Yeah, some mm. are. I've, yeah. I've definitely noticed a trend of driving ranges. However, to combat that, I also think driving ranges have become incredibly better. Yeah. A lot of driving ranges now incorporate top tracer technology. In the past, you'd, you'd have to buy, pay for top tracer technology. Now a lot of driving ranges are realizing to incorporate it into the past, of, into the uh, price. They've raised the price up of the, of the normal 100 golf balls, 150, 75 golf balls, whatever. But now you get top tracer for free. And it is improved and heightened the experience of practicing. Yeah. So yeah, there is, there is it, that does come with more cost. Yeah, you know what? It's a very good question. And and for example, if we use, you know, Trafford Golf Centre, which is obviously somewhere we go to a lot and, you know, we're great advocates of and great fans. I can understand to some degree why people might say it's expensive, but I want to flip it. So for example, an on-peak at Trafford, and, and again, you could use any range as an example. I'm using Trafford because I think a lot of the place. 
40 golf balls, including top trace, so you get your top trace, is eight quid, right? So that, compared to what 40 balls would have been five or 10 years ago, is, is a lot more, isn't it? It's, you could argue it's double the price. However, first, like you've said, you're getting top tracer, which is add so much more to your session so in terms more. of you get more, you get so much more, so much benefit. more data. You, so you can look, you can learn about literally how fire hitting it, your your, your, your ball speeds, your, your heights, etc., your consistency. Um, you can play the games. You can play competitive mode. So actually, mean that you practice it, just whacking balls into a field. You actually have goals, you have some level of pressure. So I think all that starts to, you know, the the, the price there is somewhat justified. I think the fact that you said somewhere again, like Trafford, you pay more, but the facilities are nice. Silly things, the toilets are clean. There's a nice yeah. cafe, all goes towards that. But then at the same time, that's coming from a golfer's point of view. So you look at it that way. But if you're a non-golfer and you go into driving range with a friend because it's just something to do on an afternoon, the 120 balls at Trafford would be 15 pounds. Now, if there's two of you going with 120 balls, that could last you an hour quite yeah. comfortably, if not more. So let's just say an hour and a half. So go and catch up with a friend, have an hour and a half. I'd 15 probably say an hour is yeah. realistic, yeah. Well, that's that an hour, yeah, that's a couple of an hour then. An hour for 15 quid to, to whack some balls, you know, it, it's not bad. What else would you do in that time? It's, it's not bad value. You know what, you know what? I, I reckon it's a little bit more similar to, and, and I've never experienced this, but like, let's say you're a prof- almost somewhat of a really, really avid temping bowler. Yeah. And you loved going to Tempin Bowling. I bet there's places where it, where it's a pretty much, you don't really get a lot of bang for your buck. But if you just want to go, bang for your buck, is that the right That's term? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to go bowling and you, it's, it's, you know, it's just a classic bowling alley. It's not too fancy and, it's, and the price reflects that. Yeah. But then you have bowling alleys now that are attracted to families and mm. casuals and where it's lights, it's flashing and it's really nice service. You get great service coming to, coming to your um, your bowling alley and the balls are, you know, I don't know. Do you get what I mean by no, that? absolutely. Driving ranges now have become more leisure destinations as they've become, more than they've just become now practice facilities. Correct. And it's a bit like with a gym again, you can have some that are super health spa, some that are very much spit and sawdust. And a similar thing with driving ranges, you know, I won't name names, but I, I know of driving ranges a bit more basic, which is fine. S- huh? Spitting sawdust. Huh? I thought it was slipping sawdust. What did I say then? Sp- what is it spitting Spit sawdust? and sawdust. <laughs> Got me overthinking <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> And, you know, there's ranges that are a bit more, you hit a ball into a field, there's just a bit of a target, the balls might not be quite as good, but it does a job. So I suppose it's whatever you want from a range. Long-winded answer to a question there. Last question there from James Edge. You have to ditch one. And why? Which what, why? When you pick the one, why? Ryder Cup, the Masters, or the Open? Can't. Ditch one. Can't. Ditch one now? No, I, can't. I literally, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, there's not, there's, honestly, there's no way on my life I could ditch one of those. That's like saying, here's your three children, get rid of one of them. Like, they are literally, they, they are what I live for in the world of golf. The Masters, the Open and the Ryder Cup. What? That is literally the best. It's the only thing that, only thing that I, I look forward to all year round. Wow. You couldn't ditch one. Do not you do not dare say the masters because I will really fall out with you. And you can't say the masters now after slagging off the Ryder Cup for bloody ten years. <laughs> Let me think. This now. You can't you can't get rid of one. That is an impossible question. As a spec, you can't get rid of one. 
I'm going to say that controversial. I think I know which one you're going to say. I can't believe it. What the hell? No, would I go to the open? No. Take that hat off your bloody no. head as you sit there in your open Royal Liverpool hat. Now, let me think. You've just said the open. But, right, hear me you out. You can't get rid out. of one. You cannot get rid of one. Hear me out. <laughs> if someone said that was the last Ryder Cup, it was all fun and games, we'll call it a draw, done. <laughs> I could forget about it quite quickly. Every April I'd be thinking, where's the Masters? God, I'm missing the Masters. Every July and summer. Oh, imagine if the Open was at the old course this year. Oh, I missed the Open. Did it? Ryder Cup, yeah, it's gone. You're still in the Ryder Cup honeymoon phase. Give it another month. Cold October's evening. Early November. I'll be flicking oh, through videos on my phone. No, you won't. I, I don't know, actually. And, and you know what? All three of them, every single one of them, the Masters, the Open, the Ryder Cup, all three of them give me so much pleasure when a certain player wins. Yeah. And also give me so much displeasure when a certain player also wins or team wins. You know, I couldn't get rid of one of them. There's not, there's no chance. What I would say, final thing on this then, as a viewing experience from this year, talking about a televised viewing, I enjoyed the Open the least. I was all, I was at all three of them live, so I don't really see them on TV. Flex. I didn't know, but genuinely though, as a, if I was to now put them in different categories as a viewing experience and one that I probably took the most pleasure in this year, genuinely, I think the Ryder Cup. Well, as a viewing experience, if let's say next year or next time they're all on, so two years time, you can't go to any of them, right? You've got the Masters is on in the evening. You can sit down, kids are in bed, watch it. Same with the Ryder Cup because it's going to obviously be in America. The Open is kind of on in the day. It's a bit... I don't know. The open, I'll tell you one, the last last thing I will say on this, because it's a good question. It's I think question. the open for me is the one that has more variance in a sense of how good or bad it could be. So the Ryder Cup is always going to be fun because you've got the singles on the Sunday and it, obviously it can be won before that, but realistically it's always going to come down to singles. The Masters just feels like it's just, it's the Masters. The open can have a bit of a, not as exciting winner. I mean, this year, no offence, but Brian Harmon obviously won it. It wasn't something that I was massively rooting for. He won it by quite a lot. So we kind of, it was quite early on. He'd won it. It felt like it's the one that for me can be the most vanilla, but it can be the most incredible. It feels like to me, the, the certainly the Masters, if someone, if Brian Harmon was winning the Masters on the final day, for me, it's the golf course that has the most sh- um, surprises that mm. might pop up. Like he could have easily, he could have been five up, five shot lead with nine to play and still lost it. Where I feel like it open, that's very unlikely to happen because of the, the venues normally. Mm. Last thing then, last, last thing, and I would have gone right up again now, but I, don't be wrong. I could see the passion, certainly from the Europeans, you know, about winning the Ryder Cup and what it meant to them and, and, and the whole story with Seve and the passion. And I don't for one second dis- dispute that because it was evident to see Rory was so emotional and Bob McIntyre, all the team, brilliant. But do you think within a week, within a month, that does just become kind of a memory? And they just go, like, whereas if you win the Open or you win the Masters, your life has changed forever. You are now a major champion. I think from a player standpoint, definitely. That's not, I don't think that's the question. No, I know. I'm just, I've kind of gone off on a tangent now though. I'm just kind of saying that in that moment, it feels like nothing's bigger than the Ryder Cup, which is 
was great and he could feel that, but it does feel like it very quickly has gone again because it was that team element and the so individual athletes. Whereas when you win the Open or you win the Ryder Cup, I really feel like it's in history books forever. Like, whereas I'm not, personally, I, I'm not thinking of who won the Ryder Cup in 1982, but yeah, someone that's won a green jacket, you can, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe just overthinking it now. I, I, th- I think what we've got in a really good spell right now in golf is, is you've got those, let's be honest, the three real standout events. Yeah. You know, there's no question that the Masters and the Open are the biggest majors. There's there's just no question marks around that. And then to sprinkle in the Ryder Cup every two years, I mean, it's just... I think that's the good thing with it, every two years. Yeah, I think every year, maybe not so. Mm-hmm. No, right, maybe right. not so. I, but and, and I also love the fact it's also then every four years in Europe and every four years in the yeah. US. Like, we're not going to see the Open back in, uh, sorry, the uh, Ryder Cup back in um, Europe until 2027 when it's at Adair Manor. It's a long time away, that. Last thing I thought of on this, I think the other day, it wouldn't happen logistically. I don't think it could handle it. Imagine the Ryder Cup at St Andrews. Or the Ryder Cup at Augusta. No, I They become the two venues. (laughs) No, but yeah, well, yeah. I was thinking the other day about how good the Open was this time. That's in Andrews. The atmosphere, the city is just incredible. Imagine that Ryder Cup. Oh, anyway, we could we could talk all night. I don't, I don't, don't think it's got. I just, I just don't think that St Andrews got the capability capacity to no. withstand that. I think, no. it, I think it really stretched to full capacity for the Open. It did 150th. It did. Yep. My last thing then. Go on. The Masters is, is at the Augusta every single year. Yeah. Okay. We'll never move. Shouldn't ever move. Perfect. I personally feel, and I think you're probably in the same boat, I think the Open should be at St. Andrews every single it year. It would be good. Imagine then if there was like a bes- two bespoke venues, one in US and one in Europe, that only ever hosted the Ryder Cup every two years. But it wasn't them two. It wasn't St. Andrews, but it was like... It was a home and away venue. Like proper, proper bespoke uh, for me personally, I would prefer that because I get to the course more. I love this year watching at Marco Simone, knowing the course because I've been there. The infrastructure would become insane because they'd have every four years it'd be back at that same location. Can you imagine how big the grandstands would be? I mean. You could just almost keep them up. You could come play it as a spectator. They could just keep them up for the whole, I mean, I don't know if that would work logistically, but let's just say they could. You could come play it, all the grandstands are up. Yeah, there'd be so many memories. I, that, w- that would be sick. Where would you pick then? Where would you pick for Europe? Where would you pick for the US? I mean, selfish reasons. I'd love it to be in the UK. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think they build a brand new venue. Yes. I don't even think it's it's a golf courses that exist right now. It's just actual. That'll be sick. And you know what also could be really, really cool? You have you have 18 holes. I mean, where's the rules? Why do you have to have 18 <laughs> holes? You could have 27 holes that are completely different and almost the captains get to choose on what, where, which, which you either start on one ten or 19 right. hole because that suits your team that day. Mm. And like, you know, for example, the, the tw- you know, there's always drama on all, all three swings of the holes, all three nines. Big like windmills in between the holes, alligators. <laughs> You'll use a putter. Would be cool, Blindfolded. It? No, it would, it would be good. Um, yeah. Done. I think you need a Guinness in you. I don't. I don't. Not even drinking. No. Just nothing at all. Not even any water or <laughs> any fluids. So. Do you look quite dehydrated, actually? I feel it. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. <laughs> Shall I see you? <laughs> on Friday? People are paying to come and watch us on Friday. This is the garbage that we're delivering. Need to uh, up our game. I think. Need to up your game before December. Sunshine. In the sunshine. Just <laughs> <laughs> show down in the sun. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned. Lots more to come. There is actually good stuff coming as well. Yeah. Uh, for 250 phenomenal hardcore fans coming on Friday, we can't wait to see you. And. <laughs> I just thought then someone's listening going, I'm coming, I'm not a hardcore fan. Don't class me as that. I just quite like the podcast occasionally. <laughs> Next game, one's a little hardcore. Hey, hey, hey. Big foam fingers. Team Rick, team guy, team Rick. Well, these are the, uh, this is my, this is my audition for the firm. Yeah, well, imagine though, if there's actually China Cultures against the Shields Ultras. Big massive fight at the podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And we shall see you very soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.